Hey everyone, John from the Night of the Living Geeks Network here. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and we here at the NOTLG Network are joining in the fight against this horrible disease. If you head over to notlg.spreadshirt.com and purchase any one of our breast cancer awareness shirts, we will donate 20% of all sales to the Susan G. Komen Foundation. You get a cool shirt, and together, we help fight breast cancer. Thanks. All right, hello everyone, and welcome to another edition of Tornado Tech Radio. My name is John, and joining me, as always, is Kyle. Kyle, how are you? Good, man. What's going on? Nothing, uh, middle of the week. It is the middle of the week, right? Hump day. Yeah, let's get it started. Okay. Black IP style. <laughs> let's get it started in here. <laughs> Raw on Monday. Yeah. Would you say it was the best Raw in maybe about six weeks? Yes, I would say that. I was very into this Raw. I I really enjoyed it overall. At the end of the... And when, you know, when the little WWE logo came up, I went, that was a pretty good Raw. I actually felt really good about it. That'll do, Vince. That'll, That'll do. That'll do. So uh, just a couple of notes from that. Let's see. The uh, the triple threat match for the Intercontinental title was yeah. fun. That was Miz, Ziggler, and Cesaro. Yeah. I guess because Cesaro won a Battle Royal on SmackDown. Smackdown. Yeah. And then they just threw the Miz in. For because some Battle Royals are their jam. They well. love Battle Royals. And, and handicap matches. Playa. And they have they've dubbed Cesaro King of the Battle Royal now. Wow, really? Yeah, they said it like he's the King of the Battle Royal. He's the King of Swing and Battle Royals? He's the King of a lot of things. Wow, and the King of Wrestling. He's not the King of Memphis, Tennessee, though. <laughs> no, he is not. <laughs> uh, let's see. I did like Jamie Noble and Joey Mercury as the new Stooges. Yeah, I hope they roll with that a little more. It's pretty good. It. I thought, I always liked them when they were wrestlers, and now yes. they're just... And I love that Jamie Noble still uses his accent. Yeah, real Even thick. though he doesn't have one. <laughs> he doesn't really have one? No. Oh, that's awesome. And if he does, it's not like that. Not thick? No. That's awesome. I did enjoy that. Yeah, they're they're basically the new the new Stooges, which is fun. It's that's a great. fun little thing. Now, here's something that is very interesting. Yes. This, this is the Luke Harper promos. See, this is what I'm talking about having a good raw. This is like some stuff is actually happening. Yes. You know? Not bullshit. So they do the whole thing with with Harper and it's like I'm letting him go, I'm letting him do his own thing. Yeah. So I think it's good for him because he's he's great. But what does this mean for Eric Rowan? Yeah. Um Yeah, it's a good question. I mean I don't know. I it's cool that I guess they're having him do his own thing. Yeah. I think with the Wyatt family, unlike the Shield, where the Shield was just booked perfectly, and I think they could have kept booking those guys for a while. Right. And have more to do with them that they didn't even really touch upon yet, I think. With the Wyatt family, it's a little different. Um, with the way their characters are, it's very specific. Yes. Um. I'm just afraid they're going to do what they do normally when they break up guys, which is nothing. <laughs> yeah. So, 
I almost wonder what they're going to do with Bray too, because where his the, this is the first time we've we've seen like a an actual they're going somewhere with them now. Yeah. But we don't know what's going on with Bray and we don't know what's going on with uh Eric Rowan. So I wonder if since Wyatt is kind of, you know, a cultish kind of leader, I wonder if maybe he recruits someone new. That would be that would be cool. And he brainwashes somebody new or maybe they bring up some random person from NXT as a new brainwash person. Yeah. Or do they just repackage Harper or not Harper repackage Rowan completely and make Wyatt a face so that so it's good because there's questions instead of oh, I can see where this is going which is nice and I'm actually really interested to see I could see Luke Harper wearing the Intercontinental title for a while yeah or U.S. title. He's a hell of a wrestler. You can yes. go. I mean, for a big man like that, and there are short. There are on a little bit of a shortage of really good big men. I think. Yeah. And he's one of them who can really go. I, Jr. had mentioned on one of his podcasts where he had mentioned about putting Jake with Rowan and Harper, and then having them yes. turn on Bray somehow. That would have been amazing, but with Jake's health problems, it's not, I don't yeah. think that's ever going to happen. No. But um, something to that extent would be cool. Or or even if they kept Luke Harper still in the Wyatt family, in, in a sense, where right. he's like still the character and everything, but you have him just go off and do his own thing, and maybe every once in a while he'll appear for him and like help him out or something to that extent. Yeah, so he's just like... Not totally disconnected. So, right still there so they're still pals basically (laughs) when brie bella came out and it was announced that she was going to be when nikki announced that she would be in a handicap match did you at any point feel that brie was going to lose the match as soon as you found out her opponents were cameron and eva marie no (laughs) they came out and i went oh she's gonna win this match these two are terrible yeah and I guess I, I it's probably just because they're on total divas. I mean, Cameron's not that as bad as Eve Marie. Eve Marie's like the she's the worst. She's like the snapmare queen. Yes, you know? like, yes, that's like her. That's thing. about it. Headlock. Uh, Fit Finley just goes, just do a snapmare. Yeah, yeah. Blow a kiss and whatever. I don't Shake care. Your ass, it's fine. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know. It's they have so many good divas who really can go. Yes. And they don't use them or care. Natalia, Emma, those girls can really wrestle and go. Yeah. You know, um, and they just kind of have them sit around. So, and I, th- I thought of this too. So, we're going to talk about Seamus, even though I don't want to talk talk about Seamus. Right. Because I'm so over Seamus. Fella. Fella. And this was something I think you had brought up to me before. So, Hulk Hogan's offense has always been kind of... Heelish. Heelish, yes. Regard, you know, like the back rake. Rake to the eyes. Rake to the eyes. It's just all, always been kind of heelish, so it naturally fit when he became... Hollywood. Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Yeah. But with Seamus, Seamus is supposed to be a, a good guy, but he acts like a dick. <laughs> he's not a dick, he's just Irish, okay? Oh, he just okay. likes to fight. So I, I Fella. that those are that's the only time I'll ever compare Seamus to Hulk Hogan is 
He's supposed to be one thing, but completely acts like another thing. No, that's... I never thought about that before. That's a that's a good analogy, because I wouldn't be surprised. And they're probably similar in height and build, I yeah. would say. Hulk's probably a little bit taller than Seamus is, but, I mean, not by much. And I wouldn't be surprised if when... Uh, I know those guys, I've heard before on... on through interviews and stuff that when those guys are in developmental they get the whole library to watch whatever they want whenever yeah. they want. I mean now they have the the network but yes. before that they would just get okay I want you know kind of get Hulk Hogan stuff from mid 80s or whatever whatever and they would get it and they would send it to him and they would study it so I wouldn't be surprised if he studied a lot of Hogan tape I mean he he might have yeah I mean and it's just like things so he had he fought uh Mizdow is who he fought and Miz goes to check on Miz Dow, who's down, and Seamus comes out and he goes, "Whoa, hey man," and walks away. And then he throw he attacks Seamus attacks him. Yeah. After he's turned his back from him, that's like a a very heel bad guy thing to do. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. And Seamus has always just been whether he's a good guy or a bad guy has just been kind of a dick. True. You're a dick, Seamus. <laughs> Is that being a dick? <laughs> so. Raw ended with Kane, Orton, and Rollins working together, which was nice because it was almost like a coming together thing where Kane, or Dad Kane, as we like to call him. Dad Kane forever. Dad Kane for life. Kane and Orton are like, why do we got to clean up this guy's problems all the time? And then Stephanie kind of straightens him out and goes, this is what's best for business. And then you see them fight together as a like cohesive unit at the end. So it makes the authority, like the wrestling part of the authority, more believable. Yeah. I thought it was really nice that that's how Raw ended with them just kicking the shit out of uh, Dean Ambrose and John Cena. John Cena. And yeah. speaking of Ambrose, it's a, so good to have him back. That was a nice segue. I like that. Yeah, did you like that? <laughs> it's almost like I wrote it down on a piece of paper. There's no paper here. What? Um, you're ruining the magic. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, you're right. Ever since Ambrose has been back since it was last week, two weeks yeah. ago? Last week. He he just ups the game of everyone he's around, and those are the best best performers, best wrestlers. And he makes all the the promos and skits better. Yeah. Just the backstage with uh, Cena and Renee Young, where he's like, and if... Ambrose gets him, and then Ambrose just comes from behind, and he's, like, doing his tape up, and he's like, yeah. oh, no, man, I'm just getting ready. Uh, yeah. And then just the whole thing with him throwing the shirts out, and about the cruiserweight division, calling yeah. uh, Mercury and Noble no, that the was cruiserweight awesome. division. It, it's just, it's very refreshing to have him on there. It's Yeah, because he shoots from the hip, and everything that he says sounds like it comes from him, and it's not written for him. Now, our friends... From the Five Count, or the, the Lingus Mafia podcast. Shout Cav, out. Shout out. Cav Manning, Fausti Walnuts. They claim that Dean Ambrose will be the next Stone Cold Steve Austin. I've been hearing that a lot as well, you know, and he's got that anti-hero mentality, and I, I could totally see that. Yeah, I can, and especially after Monday where he basically wages war on the authority, yeah. which is yeah, it's that's just, a storyline you could yes. run with forever. forever. Yeah, yeah, you could do that for a really long time. So that was Raw. Raw was actually really very good. good. Yeah, thanks WWE. Yeah, 
I, I wasn't looking forward to watching Raw, and then Raw started, and I went, this is fantastic. Yeah. So, news and notes. And this is in all caps in my, in, in my notes here. Jim Ross basically tells New Japan Pro Wrestling to book him to announce their Wrestle Kingdom, I believe it's nine, event. And says, I, they haven't contacted me, but... I would have to go to Japan and watch it live. Yeah, I'm he, just saying. Yeah, he says he would want to go to be in the Tokyo Dome, feel it. That would be so fucking awesome. <laughs> yes. It fits him to a T perfectly. It's really physical. It's wrestling that makes sense. Uh, I mean, it's just genius. And I will hopefully he get another American wrestler on commentary with him. Yes. You know. He had talked about CM Punk before, which if that happened, that would be that'd great. be insane. That'd be so good. It doesn't have to be CM Punk though; it can be somebody else. Yeah, you know, he could find somebody else to do. Maybe a little Steve Carino action would be good. I think. A Kare- so Carino does color for Ring of Honor. Yeah, and he's fantastic. And he was—he's been to Japan like thirty-five times, or probably more. That would be perfect so for he, that. He could help him without with that a little bit. He knows the ins and outs of over there. He—he's. He's really grown as a color commentary. Like at first, I was like, Ugh. "Yeah," but he could always talk. Yeah. Now he's just deep in it. He's really, really good. I really feel if New Japan does something like that, where they get Jr. and have an American broadcast, I really think that they could be a good. And they got like some sort of deal on TV on American television. I don't see why they couldn't really compete with right. WWE as a strong second. Promotion and it would be that it's so different than what it would be. Very, I think from a regular, just a regular American person watching TV, flipping through that and seeing that, I'm like, wow, this is really different. And plus, Jr. would give them American recognition right away. He's got the podcast. He has the years of wrestling experience. Yeah, which would just be great. And they've actually never. There is a guy online that does do English commentary. Four New Japan pro wrestling matches, and I can't remember his handle on Twitter, but he's great. Mm-hmm. But Jim Ross would just be yeah, Hall of Famer, would just be so the good. man. So so continuing with uh, New Japan, Global Force Wrestling, Jeff Jarrett's promotion yeah. is apparently it's going to be Global Force Wrestling presents. New Japan Pro Wrestling's Wrestle Kingdom pay per view. That's so awesome. Which is. Huge mainly because New Japan doesn't really do like this company is presenting. Right. And Wrestle Kingdom's basically, that's their WrestleMania. They go all out for that with entrances and everything. Yeah, if you haven't seen it yet. Yes. New Japan Pro Wrestling Wrestle Kingdom from, I think it was last year, two years ago. There is one of their wrestlers who walks out with a dinosaur. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I said it. Okada walks out to the ring with a dinosaur. It looks like a walking with dinosaurs dinosaur. And a giant sword. And it says Okada and and Raptor on the screen. The dinosaur comes out. He has the sword with him. He looks at the dinosaur, and the dinosaur is just like, alright, and then leaves. Yeah. So he just walks out with the dinosaur. YouTube that now. (laughs) Like, it will blow your mind. We'll try and make that the background picture of uh, of our thing on the website. So, yeah, I guess Global Force 
I wonder if it's They're signing a- with other promotions already. I think they have something with AAA. They yeah. have some with a, a couple of UK promotions. They have one with an Australian promotion, I know. Yeah. So I almost wonder if Global Force is going to be like a hub to present pay-per-views from other companies across the globe to us. That would be very cool. I And I almost wonder... If almost Glo- like a global NWA. Yes, but without... Like a global force champion, it's still we, it's still right. weird because we don't really know what global force is. We don't know if it's a promotion, and now it kind of sounds like they're just going to present us pay per views from overseas and from different countries. Yeah, so it's still kind of weird, but this is really big. This is huge for this them. Is awesome. So let's talk a little NXT. Let's do it just a little bit. So, Atami and Balor are apparently going to get called up before 90% of the NXT roster, which is the rumor right now. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're ready already. They don't even need to go to NXT, really, when it comes down to... This is Kenta and Prince Devitt, who we're yes. talking about, by the way. Kenta's new name is Hideo Atami, and Prince Devitt's new name is Finn Balor, which we talked a little bit yeah, last week. Yeah, we talked about that last week a little bit. I agree. Let's. So, they've done the tapings, I believe... Kenta's first live event is tonight, mm-hmm. so he'll get to do his stuff in front of a live crowd. I wonder if they'll do the same thing with Steen, where they'll just get a look at him, they'll you know look through the tape and be like, all right, just bring him up. They're good to go because they they're seasoned wrestlers. You can't retrain, yeah, somebody. But the other thing that is somewhat annoying about this is what about Solomon Crow? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Our boy, Sammy Callahan, a.k.a. Solomon Crow, who hasn't not debuted yet. He hasn't even been on TV. He's wrestled in the live events, Yeah, but that's about it. So I don't know, and he's almost along the same lines as those guys. Probably not as well-known as internationally as those guys, but he was an indie superstar, and he can go, and it's like, why isn't he... Yeah, I mean, if you want to, we were talking about the Wyatt family earlier. If you want to extend that thing and bring yes. a couple guys, maybe Steen or or Solomon Crow, Sammy Callahan, you could bring those guys up. They would fit perfectly in that, I think, somehow. That would, wow. That would be really, really cool if they did something like that. Yeah, wow. I didn't even think about that. So we have a problem with Hell in the Cell. Yeah. So right now, we have Ambrose and Cena, and they both want to fight. Seth Rollins. They both want to... Because apparently you can't just beat the crap out of the guy together. Yeah, that's ridiculous, right? They both just want to beat him up. Just, you know, whatever. So, what do we do with Hell in the Cell? Is it going to be Cena and Rollins? Or is it going to be Ambrose and Rollins in Hell in a Cell? I wouldn't be surprised if they do a, a triple threat. Now, what I was thinking... They could do a triple threat, but would that... Would that, the three of them, would that need a Hell in a Cell match? Yes. So, what I was thinking is, Rollins is automatically in the Hell in a Cell match, no matter what. Cena and Ambrose have to fight each other in a one-on-one match to see who fights him in the Hell in a Cell. That on the pay-per-view? Yes. That could be interesting. I could see them doing something like that. But the only thing is, Cena would have to win. Because you're going to have... Or unless Ambrose wins by weird... Yeah, interference interference. or something somehow. Which is probably likely. Yeah. 
So, I mean, the, it, it's... I can see them doing triple threat for the Hell in Cell because uh, from what I've been hearing, rumblings, is that they're not going to use Brock at all for this pay-per-view. Which was my next question. Where yeah. the hell is... what? Where does Brock going to do? Which makes no sense. You, I mean, to have Brock in a, in a Hell in a Cell match is just who would you have him fight? Not Cena again. I mean, I would assume it would be Cena, actually. I mean, yeah, I guess. But I don't know who who else it would be or who he would fight if it was just a regular match, not a Hell in the Cell. So that's another odd thing. Yeah. It's, so Hell in the Cell up in the air. This Yeah, this whole pay-per-view in general is going to be very interesting how they do it. But I wouldn't be surprised if you saw the Cena-Ambrose-Rollins-Hell in the Cell triple threat match. For no, for no WWE title. <laughs> for, for just for beating the crap out for of kicks. each other. Yes. We brought this up last week. And this is something I've been muttering about to myself for months. Maybe even a year or two. Mm-hmm. I feel... And watching the Paul Heyman DVD. If you have not watched that DVD, you need to watch that DVD. It's amazing. It's ve- it's one of the best ones WWE's ever produced. And they've yes. produced a lot of good ones, too. Yes. Usually, I mean, for the most part, when they just started doing the best ofs and they do the documentary and then have the best ofs, all of them have been great. Yeah. But this one is fantastic. And something stuck with me that he said in that was when he was in charge of SmackDown, Vince had made it so he didn't have any other competition. He had no competition. This is when WCW's gone, ECW's gone. ECW's gone. gone. They're all gone. So Vince split the rosters and made it so he had competition with himself right so and he also and and in doing that he made it so you had to watch one show to see all of these people and you had to watch another show to see all of these people that was a really fun time in wrestling yes it was that was like 2002 about it was right after the invasion angle like after that dust settled yeah. They had, like, the draft, yeah, which was awesome. It was great because I was actually watching both Raw and... I'd watch both Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, and they were two different shows. Two completely different shows. Which was great. So, I kind of wrote this out. I think it would work. It was the combination of I've always wanted to write this and six weeks of really boring Raws. Like, really, really boring. Yeah. So this would kind of shake it up a little bit. And I think the rules would be kind of... I I have kind of set rules. Mm -hmm. So all the champions, which would be the Undisputed, the Tag, the IC, the US, and the Divas champion, uh, can appear on both shows. I like that. So a different rule from what it was prior was... Once they lose their titles, and I actually revise this, if they go to SmackDown to fight a SmackDown wrestler and they lose to that SmackDown wrestler, they have to take that person's spot on the SmackDown roster. So they can't move between shows. They have to stay there. So if you have like a baby face who can move back and forth and he's happy and he's defending his title and then he loses and he has to go on SmackDown... You can refresh it to where he's like, I don't want to be on SmackDown. This is the B show. Yeah. And you can make him a heel. So you can do stuff like that. I think that would be interesting. Yeah. And then main event would be a show that you would do interpromotional matches on. Or when I say matches, I forget that 
It's only an hour. It's only an hour long. So you could have one. Yeah. And you could build that through maybe your social media or something. I don't know. Yeah. And that would just be like a... It would make main event watchable. Yeah. Because you could only see these interpromotional matches on the main net- event. On the network. On the network, too. For nine, 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 nine. Exactly. Uh, NXT would stay NXT, which is... You know, you wouldn't mess with it. Yeah, let that be. But that's where you're going to get a lot of the breeding ground. Yes. The, that's where you'll be doing a lot of the drafting from, I feel like, as well. Yes. If you're a wrestler who is quote-unquote sent down to NXT, you should not be appearing on any other show. Yeah. That's just... Tyson Kid. Tyson Kid. Old TJ. Fact. Fact. I uh, do like the what you said earlier about the titles and how... People who has a who have a title can float between both shows. Yes, because what that does is the WWE, as of right now, besides the the WWE World Heavyweight Title, does not give a shit about their other titles. Let's no, face it, they don't. They try. They'll do a thing where they go and they say they care about it for like a couple of weeks, and then they go and like shit, yeah. shit on it again. This will put more value and emphasis on being a champion and having it mean more because now these guys are floating back and forth. You can see them on any show. Yeah. Because they're a champion and yeah. they deserve to go wherever they please. There you go. And at first, I was going to split up the Divas and Raw and SmackDown. But with Total Divas being as popular as it is, mm-hmm. it should that should also be an emphasis that Divas are on every show or something like that. So the people who watch Total Divas, maybe you can get the people that just watch Total Divas to come and watch any show because they'll see the people that they watch on total divas yeah the other rule i had thought of is the ic title is a raw exclusive and the u.s title is a smackdown exclusive which which they used to which they used to do yeah they did do that yeah and that would be nice too but i don't know that's just what i'm thinking so then i split the rosters i mean we really don't need this would just it would go too far into it, mm-hmm. but I mean, what do you, what do you, th- what do you think of that? I, I honestly think they could still do this. They could still do a brand split, and it would still be good. Yeah. And d- the other thing is with pay per views. What, what would they do with pay per views? Would they wouldn't do? Sp- would they do? That would be a good question. I mean, they would have to, uh, you know, if they have eight matches on the card, four and four, you know. I would assume that's what they would do because that was the one thing I didn't like about the original one was we have, well, and after I split this up, I'm like, wow, they don't have a lot of people on their active roster. Yeah. I was looking at it and I was like, this is their active roster right now? Wow. So back in the day when they still had like a crap ton of talent, mm-hmm. they had like the WCW and the ECW guys still, and then they brought back ECW, so they had that talent as well. Yeah. They could afford to do a SmackDown only pay-per-view and a Raw only pay-per-view. I think it'd be better if they still kept it. This is a WWE network event. Yeah, four and four. That sounds like it would be about right. And I would need two different separate announced teams as well. Yes, that's the other thing that bugs me about... Too much Michael Cole and JBL. Like, And it's not that they're not good. It's right. just it's too much of them. And I'm afraid Michael Cole's going to jump off a bridge at some point. Yeah, that's a big workload. He's doing at least three shows, I yeah. think. And then four a week. 
So you have to prep for all those. They're slowly bringing up Tom Phillips, who I like. He's good. Yes, he is good. And I wouldn't even mind seeing Renee Young on commentary. Yeah. I think she does a good job on... NXT. On NXT. And I think she was doing SmackDown for a little bit. They were at least trying it out. Yeah. Do you want me to go down my Raw and SmackDowns? Sure. So, for Raw, I have... This is the roster, and I'll go from... I don't know. Go from bottom to top, I guess. So, I have R-Truth, Fandango, Mark Henry, Titus O'Neil, Heath Slater, Swagger, The Usos, uh, Luke Harper, and Eric Rowan. I wrote this before. We had figured out that they were going to be broken up. Yeah. Biggie, Cesaro, Ambrose, Rollins, Rusev, Orton, and John Cena. So you keep John Cena, obviously, on your quote-unquote A show. Mm-hmm. And then SmackDown becomes the place where you build Roman Reigns. I know he's hurt right now, but you put Roman Reigns on SmackDown, he's your A guy. And then you have The Miz, Bray Wyatt, Bad News Barrett, Christian... So, like, a lot of the younger guys, I think your your most veteran person on there is the big show. Yeah. Everyone else is pretty young. I think also with splitting up these, you give people who don't get a lot of TV time. Now are getting TV time, which is the main point of the brand split. Yes. That is the actual main point. Because I want to see what they do with... Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston. Yeah. Even though I'm not a huge Kofi Kingston fan, I want to see what they do with them, but they don't ever put them in matches. Right. And the same with Zack Ryder, who, I mean, we could talk about Zack Ryder for days. Yeah. But it would be good for him, I think, to be... The the, the brand split would be good for him. It'd be good for a lot of Some guys. of these guys just need to get the, some spotlight on them, you know? Just give them the ball a little bit, per se. And then it... And then if that's the case, if you want to, if Zack Ryder becomes big again, or or whoever becomes big again, you put a title on them, they can switch back and forth between shows, mm-hmm. and then you can put them on Raw and have them lose the title. Yeah. And then they can stay on Raw and yeah. just be there for a little while. Yeah. And then if they cool down, have them win the title, they lose it the next week on SmackDown, they're back on SmackDown. There you go. So I feel like that would be... I feel like this would work. And seeing as WWE does indeed steal a lot of our ideas... It's true. I think... We want credit for this one, though. Damn it. <laughs> we want credit. When this goes down, we want credit for it. I wish they had just a... And we've talked about this before. Just that they go to people and go like, You got any ideas? I'm like, yeah, we got some ideas. What do you think of these? Yeah. And they'll be like, oh... And if they use ideas, they pay us. And if they don't, I think if I think <laughs> I think there definitely can be a brand split once the NXT guys start becoming more of a guarantee per yes. se. Like when they come up, like if Big E per se, you know, let's say would have really hit it out the park his yes. first couple times, his first run or so with them, it would have been you know maybe a little different. Bo Dallas, I mean, even though I still like Bo Dallas a yeah. lot. You know, some of these guys, I mean, the, the, the Shield hit it out of the park, the Wyatts hit it out of the park. Yes. But, I mean, once you start getting guys like that who really, do, I mean, then you can, I think they can start talking about a brand split, probably. Yes, definitely. So, I think that's it for this week. Yeah. I think we did okay. I think we did pretty good. <laughs> pretty, so, pretty good. You can follow me on Twitter, at Team Hate, and you can follow Kyle on Twitter. At Kyle Hunt 0 You can follow the show. Yeah. 
at Tornado Tag Radio, all one word. I'm going to start doing the hashtag WCW from there, um, but it won't be Woman Crush Wednesday. It will just be terrible WCW wrestlers. <laughs> Way better. So follow us for that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. You can go to our Facebook page. Just search Tornado Tag Radio and like our Facebook page. Please do. Go to notlg.com. Check us out there. We got a bunch of podcasts on there. Yeah, WWE is not the only one who's got a network. All yes, right? that is very true. And ours is free. It is. It's free 99. Exactly. See what we did there? <laughs> so uh, I, that's it for this week. Uh, we that's will, it. We'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you. Bye. Night of the Living Poop.